Hello, everyone. My child self believes in all the miracles of the Bible, Old Testament and New Testament. My child self believes in the believes in prayer of the Old Testament and New Testament. My child self believes in the supernaturalism of the Old Testament and New Testament. My child self believes in the life after death described in both the Old Testament and New Testament. And my child self believes in the Holy Trinity of the Bible. And my child self believes in the transcendental entities of the Old Testament, New Testament, meaning angels, archangels, demons, archdemons, uh, Satan, what have you. Uh, My child self believes in the otherworldly that's described in the Old Testament and New Testament. So basically my child self is a kingdom disciple all things Christianity, all things church, uh, church participator, ministry participator, loves Bible studies, uh, singing in the Christian choir, and is a possessor of all the spiritual gifts and all the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Uh, That's definitely child Antonio. I was that way even in the midst of everything I've ever mentioned to you about organized crime. I was still a super over-the-top, sold-out saint for Jesus. You know, child Antonio called God the, calls God the Lord God and Christ Jesus, King Jesus. So, yes, I do understand that that child me is still there, still believes all those things, right? Um, and I'm cool with my child self believing all those things. I have no problem with that. I think that is awesome for me. It does not bother me at all because my child self and my adult self are true, close, best friends. My child self, my adult self, we are not mortal arch nemesis enemies. We are one. We are not of juxtaposition. So, my adult self has acknowledged that science and religion usually say contrasting claims. Academic scholarship and religion usually say contrasting claims. Plus, um, the evil existence question, the suffering question, they're contrasting claims when it comes to what religion says and what science and academic scholarship has said. So because of all that, um, in my adult, my adult self, there are times where I do experience agnosticism. And there are times where I do experience atheism. And there are times where I do experience deism. So imagine child self and adult self exploring together theism, deism, agnosticism, and atheism. And all of this is fluctuating in one person in terms of the kid, me, being a theist. Even though back then, yes, I had had excruciatingly, immeasurably rough time being a Christian overall, and child Antonio is a theist, right? But imagine the adult self at times, because of mysteries of life, 
feeling deism, atheism, and agnosticism. So, there are times where I feel like I must be an agnostic deistheus who feels atheistic at times. And it's because of the struggle to maintain my child self and my adult self, which is a lifelong struggle to be one with me then, me now, me in the future, how all three, my past me, my present me, my future me, can get along with each other just fine. Um, and so, yes, I, I've even experienced bouts. I mean, I've, I had time, there were moments where I experienced, you know, atheism, agnosticism, even when I was a Christian kid. But overall, I was a Christian kid. That was because for me, organized crime made it so anguishing to always maintain God belief and Jesus discipling of myself. Um, So I acknowledge that a lot of the doubt skepticism came from that time. Now, I'm not saying that every secular person is secular because of pain. No, I'm not saying that. I'm strictly only talking about me. A lot of the a lot of the whole struggle to keep the book in leaf and the Jesus discipleship was because I was that unprotected back then, plus science and academic scholarship added to that struggle for me. So you know, there are times where I it fluctuates because The origins of human existentialism, I don't fully know, I don't fully understand, and I don't have all the answers to it. That's a big reason for the fluctuating regarding my views on religion. I would say now that, um, I don't, I, um, for me, I do not attend church anymore because the institution called church does not adequately display compassion, even empathy, to a person like myself who is black, autistic, and abuse survivor. So me journaling these feelings is actually good for me and greater good for me because I can understand that religion is an uneasy subject for me because it appears that the world was created but it could have been it always been there and we just should enjoy it so It could have just been always around. Maybe some things in life are just there and they were never formulated. And maybe some things were formulated, but about life, we know how it got there. Those are things about life that happen. Some things are just always there. Then there are other things where they're only there because they're created. So in terms of how the universe Chris created, Um, Religion says what it says. Science says what it says. Scholarship says what it says. So I don't fully know how the world was created. I don't fully... Maybe I don't fully know... It could have just... The world and the universe could have just been there. Maybe it was naturally on its own. Um, because there's contrasting statements where 
Science and scholarship are much more peer-reviewed than religion. Even though there are some people that do peer-reviews in religion, science and scholarship do it much more often because they're constantly in the business of correcting, altering, modifying, expanding, developing, and enhancing. While religion tends to be more, even though they ha- they modify to some extent how they preach and teach and evangelize, they're more to the book about how to do what they do. So, I just, I feel like as an adult, you know, when I started attending college, I noticed the deistic feelings I felt sometimes. Um, And then as I graduated from college, I noticed, wow, I'm noticing the atheism I feel at times. And I started like, okay, in college and even graduating, you know, I noticed the deism feelings I was feeling a lot. a lot of times and a lot of other times I was noticing atheism feelings and then before I graduated college my senior year I noticed the agnostic feelings I felt a lot of times and I feel like this episode is helping me to clarify these feelings to myself because I would say that the concept of God is the biggest gray area in life. Um, We're all living, breathing fluctuations. We're all living, breathing mysteries. We're all living, breathing gray areas. We're all living, breathing complexities. And so the concept of God, you're going to have differing views on that because there are aspects of life that will never fully know, never fully understand, never fully make sense, and never fully grasp. And I've learned to not shame myself nor other people for that real those realities that we all experience. No one goes through life not experiencing that. So for me, as a an adult, I don't practice a singular religion because I don't want to think, I don't, I'm speaking for me, I don't want to think that I've ever arrived, that I have all the answers because I don't, because I studied other religions when I was a Christian, I'm like, wow, you know, when, you know, it'd be great to incorporate their meditation and more of their healthy eating that other religions have and less corporate to Christianity. That's why I don't want to practice English religion because why not take the, you know, because even when I became an adolescent, I started thinking to myself, why can't, you know, they take all the good of each religion and you can be Christ-like like that instead of it has to be a rigidity. Why not say, hey, let's see why not see Jesus in all the religions? That's how I felt when I was an adolescent. Like, hey, why does it have to be one way? You can take what's beautiful out of each religion and, you know, have the same spiritualized humanism that Mahatma Gandhi lived by. You know, why can't I see myself as Muslim, Jew, Christian, Buddhist, humanist? I felt that way when I was a teenager. And then now, for for myself, I feel like I really am into indisputable facts, indisputable truths, indisputable evidence indisputable knowledge that's what I'm into because I feel like if you practicing religion one of the downfalls is is that there's an unwillingness to change your mind in the light of 
overwhelming proof. Like, why not just say, hey, Christ-likeness shouldn't have a singular religion. I feel that way. My child self would still just say, practice Christianity. But my adult self is more into, but why is there a dominance of morality? Which is easy for to happen when you pick one religion to live by in terms of what it says. And so, you know, this is so helpful to me because now I can tell you, like, what I'm about to say makes sense. So, adult me says, I am into agnostic theism, also called religious agnosticism, is the view of the adult me who does not claim to fully... comprehend the existence of God or gods but the child me still believes in the existence of such a being and the child me would say the being is God notice notice the parallels here so the adult me says an agnostic theist meaning me I happily, I happily admit of my ignorance humbly. And at, but child me says, so that I may be able to become closer to God piously, piously. My child me said that now. While others believe in the divine, that's what my child me says. The adult me says, I do at times despair of ever fully comprehend which it is in which I believe. Now it makes sense. So I'm admitting, okay, yes, I can be a secularist. I can be non-religious, right? I admit that. Adult means those things. Child means more of being a religionist and being faith-based in spirituality. So I'm mentioning to you the beautiful contradictions um, of me, the beautiful complexities of me, maybe contradiction is too harsh a word, maybe complexity is a much better word. I'm still better at not being hard on myself. It's a work in progress. I love being gentle to myself. So, that leads to my next point. And I don't mean to be insulting when I say this. I do at time. I do at times feel the most, which is Weak agnosticism, also called mild agnosticism, soft agnosticism, open agnosticism, empirical agnosticism, temporal agnosticism, right? Refers to the view of the adult me that the existence or non-existence of God or gods is currently not fully understandable. Um, But child me says but it's not necessarily unknowable given the proper evidence. Now, the adult me says, therefore the weak agnostic like myself will withhold rigid judgment of the existence of God or gods. But the child me says, until more evidence is available. So, a weak agnostic like my adult self would say, I don't know whether God exists or not. But the child me says, but maybe you do, and maybe I do. See what I mean? The complexities. Because you have adult me who is, I'm not with religion and what it says. Well, a child me says, I'm with religion and what it says. Um, child me is more into faith, um, belief, hope, and trust. While adult me says evidence, facts, knowledge, truth. So, there are times where I do experience strong agnosticism Apathetic agnosticism, agnosticism, agnostic atheism, weak atheism. 
That's what they're called, and that being insulting. But there are also times where, they, but my child me experiences times where my child me is like, I want to be a pastor. My child me is like, man, I want to be a televangelist. That's my child self, right? And my child self is like, there are times where I want to be a revivalist. And there are times where my child self is like, I want to be a licensed mental health Christian pastoral counselor. Sometimes my child me goes through, my child me feels these things. And so I no longer feel upset nor frustrated myself for feeling these things. And it's so helpful to me. Um, It really is. Because I no longer feel like I have to put me down for that. And, you know, there are times where my child self and my adult self will speak at the same time and will both say that I am... I am into Christian agnosticism, agnostic Christianity, um, being a Christian agnostic, and um, and being a. Um, agnostic Christian sometimes my child self and adult self my child self is saying the Christian part my adult self is saying the agnostic part um, my adult self will say could it be difficult or impossible to be sure of anything beyond the basic tenets of the Christian faith? Like, my child self will say, yeah, the basic tenets of the Christian faith. But my adult self will say, isn't it difficult or impossible to be sure of anything religion says? You know what I mean? Well, my child self will say, yeah. I believe that God or higher power might exist, that Jesus may have a special relationship with God, might in some way be divine, and that God might perhaps be worshipped. While my child self is saying, but, well, but my adult self is saying, I'm skeptical about God. I'm skeptical about what God means and doesn't mean. I'm skeptical about what the word Christ means and doesn't mean. I'm skeptical about what Holy Spirit, Church, Bible, and Providence mean and don't mean. I go through that. I go through these things. And there are times where I I just like, like, sometimes I'm saying, you know what? I'm just irreligion. I am... This is my adult me talking. You know what? I'm into irreligion. I am neglecting religion. I am actively rejecting religion. I want the simple apps of religion. While my child self says, but I need Christianity and church. How else am I going to overcome organ? How else could I overcome organized crime and all the traumas of my life? I, I want the, the the presence of Christianity and the active acceptance of Christianity and the attentiveness of Christianity, not make not worshiping the religion, of course, you know, glorifying Jesus. That's my child self. And I have made peace with that to you know, this um today while I'm doing an episode, I just made fully peace with it. There are times when my child self says I'm a Christian. When my adult self says, you know, sometimes I feel like I'm an atheist. And my child, my adult self will say, Christian atheism. And there are times when my adult, my child self says, Jesusism. And moralistic, therapeutic 
deism. That's my, you know, that's like my teenage self saying moralistic therapeutic deism. And my teenage self will actually be the one saying Jesusism, right? While my adult self says, you know what? I'm a non-theist, okay? I am not the type that is pious and saintly and, you know, into the cross. While my child self says, I'm saintly, I'm into the cross, and, you know, I'm, um... Am, you know, into basically providence, what have you. And my child self is into um, piety, being devout, being saintly, being of the cross. And and being uh, being sold out for for G, you know for um, Christian theology. So I deal with that every day. I deal with it every day. Sometimes my adult. I mean, there are times actually where I feel like I'm a apatheist. I just I just don't know and don't care. When it comes to anything regarding religion, don't know, don't care. Then there time. Then I have to deal with my child self that says, "I, I care. I care a lot. I need to make sure I'm in heaven with my grandma and Jesus at the right hand of the Father." I deal with that. It's rough, man. I've been bad. I've been dealing with these things since I was the age of five. So I've been dealing with these things for twenty. Going on 25 years. Um, their time, my adult self says I'm a non-believer and an unbeliever. Then my child self would say, I am a believer and I am submitting to God. I deal with this every day. Every day. And it makes me feel better knowing that my ancestors in in enslavement had had a similar struggle. I don't compare it. I don't compare evil. But slavery and trauma, you'll fluctuate when it comes to the concept of God. That's what happened to them. So when it happened to me, I feel like they would understand if I told them these feelings, they would get it. They would be amazed that I would be better able, not no offense, to articulate it better than they did. Because enslavement, you couldn't really articulate. You did the best you could, but you were under race racism's constraints and restraints. Me, I have more of a liberty because... I have more of a verbiose, verbiose or verbiage to do that. They didn't back then because education was legally banned for them, but education is readily available for me. Not to diss them and not to diss me. But I go through those things. And so it has brought me so much peace to know that I am not a nutcase. I'm not an idiot. I'm not of laziness and I'm not evil. So this is how life has been like for me. And I want to talk about this while we're at it. I want to mention a little bit about this. Um, child me wants to get married, wife, children, godly family, while adult me is more into, but, you know, I, I like to, 
biologically experiences many high quality hearted high quality souled high quality minded adults is possible from a standpoint of wholeness and not unwholesomeness I go and I like and my adult self says I'm child free I live alone my adult my child that's my adult me saying that well, my child means more but I want to live with my pet and you know roommate with my my um be a family man I go through this every day every day and I also want to mention now that you understand the wrestling with religion thing um I, 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 I've come to recognize, um, I want to talk about sex for a little bit. It's not going to be an episode, not just for a little bit. Um, as you, as you all know, I no longer watch a lot of mainstream porn because I'm seeing, well, I don't see it anymore. Let's speak in past tense. I did, I, I saw the sexual cult of sexual tradition. I saw the sexual rejection of sexual modernism. I saw the sexual cult of sexual action for sexual action's sake. I saw sexual disagreement is sexual treason. I saw the sexual fear of sexual difference. I saw at the same time too sexually strong and too sexually weak. I saw the sexual obsession with sexual with a with a with a heteronormative sexual plot. I saw the sexual appeal to a frustrated sexual middle class meaning well add a little more LGBTQ plus content but not really. Um, I saw the sexual contempt for the sexual weak. I saw sexual machismo. I saw selective sexual populism. I saw sexual passivism is trapping the sexual enemy. Sexual life is permanent sexual warfare. I saw the sex- sexual cult of sexual death. I saw popular sexual elitism um I just saw sexual news speak basically I witnessed what is called what I call sexual fascism and and a lot of mainstream porn it was like sexually apocalyptic the way they would have sex is as if they were these lifeless mechanics and you know another thing about sex I saw that was weird was the way they would order the woman around with let's say the man the woman is trying to figure out which position she wants to be in. And she's about to assume the position that she starts getting a vibe. Oh, he wants me in this position, sex position. But he'll quickly, he'll tell her, okay, no, that way. Like in a mean way or point so aggressively. But she doesn't know sexually where to go because the way you try to move in the angle that she was too bit she was too confused to know okay what do you want me to sexually do he moved too fast to the other side and she's trying to figure out okay I was about to assume where you want but now you're telling me go here and you're moving so fast in a confusing way in the opposite direction it's like you're, it's like you're sexually fidgety. No, I said come here, come here, girl. You better, or they sometimes say profanely. 
And I figured out, okay, you have to smoothly be in positions. You can't just monkey see, monkey do, hurry up, let's get in this position. But you point this way, and it's like, but she was about to do that. Why not just gently guide her to the next position? Why do you have her, no, this way, no, that way. Okay, now, uh, blowjob me, spit, deep throat, hurry up, and say it profanely. Okay, now get back on top fast. I'm like, no, that's not how sex is supposed to go. <laughs> if you want to know gently point, you don't have to do it so mean. And it's like, it's weird when I saw a lot of mainstream porn, they're very insulting with the demands, the commands, the questions, the statements, the fake me out compliments and the remarks. And they would point all over the place. It's like, no. Well, it's let her position herself in the right way. And then y'all can figure out if you want to go slightly to the left or slightly to the right or just the middle where y'all were. Or it could be like in the middle, but slanted or in the middle, but, um, you know, straight forward. Or y'all can just say, hey, we want to have sex where we're slanted sometimes or we're forward, but not curved at all sometimes. Sometimes we want to be curved in the middle other times. Sometimes we want to be all over the place. At least have that be smoothly done and smoothly Executed. I don't mean that. I don't mean that. I don't, I'm not using violent language when I say that. I mean smoothly assembled, smoothly formulated. You know what I mean? And so I stopped watching uh, mainstream porn because it was nauseating and it was exhausting. Because I got tired of witnessing sexual brokenness and the unwillingness to fix the sexual brokenness. I really got tired of... You know, just... I I just got tired of witnessing far-right type of sexuality. I got tired of witnessing sexual toxic masculinity, sexual hyper-masculinity, sexual bravado... Um, sexual chauvinism it just got too much for me and I couldn't deal with it anymore and, I'm, and I said to myself if I don't have to deal with bullshit I'm not going to motherfucking do so I'm not going to make myself do anything that I don't fucking need to be doing Um, I got tired of the sexual irrationalism I got tired of the anti-sexual intellectualism seeing in that world. Um, this sexual exacerbation of sexual exploit, you know, of, of exploiting the compassionate gift of sex. I got tired of seeing that in that world. Um, I had to mention that um, to some degree because um, that world is not the that world is sexually unfriendly, and I also want to make this clear. Um, I got tired of witnessing sexual psychological manipulation and sexual emotional manipulation. Um, I got tired of witnessing sexual negative reinforcement, um, sexual gaslighting, uh, Sexual sulking, sexual crying, sexual nagging, sec- the sexual silent treatment, sexual intimidation, and sexual guilt trips, the climate of sexual fear, uh, sexual in- 
intermittent or partial reinforcement. I got tired of witnessing sexual superficial charm, sexual superficial sympathy, sexual crocodile tears, sexual excessive apologizing, sexual forced laughs, sexual forced smiles, and I got tired of witnessing like sexual verbal sexual abuse, explosive sexual anger, and intimidating sexual behavior to establish sexual dominance and sexual superiority. I got tired of you know, the women being conditioned as trained sexual victims avoid sexually upsetting, sexually confronting, and sexually contradicting the sexually manipulated tend to be a man. Um, I got tired of the abusive type of sexual swearing. I got tired of women being forced to be the victim and men playing the victim all when it comes to sex. I got tired of the, sex, the abusive type of sexual yelling. Um, you know, uh, the emotional sexual blackmail got tired of that. Basically, in a nutshell, I got tired of the feigning sexual innocence for men, the feigning sexual confusion for men, um, the brandishing sexual anger. I got tired of that and the bandwagon sexual effect. I got tired of seeing that. Projecting the sexual blame. Blame others like blame the woman if she didn't sexually do as well as the man thought. I got tired of the women always playing the sexual servant role. I got tired of women always having to play the sexual victim role. I got tired of women experiencing the abusive type of sexual seduction. I got tired of the covert sexual intimidation, the sexual evasion the sexual diversion, the selective sexual attention, or selective sexual attention. I got tired of the selective sexual inattention or the selective sexual attention. I got tired of sectional sexual minimization, sexual denial, sexually lying by sexual omission, sexually lying by sexual commission. Um, I got tired of the sexual denial. I got tired of the abusive type of sexual rationalization. I got tired of the sexual shaming. Uh, you know, I, 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 I got tired of the sexual naivete, the sexual carelessness, sexual loneliness, sexual narciss- the sexual being sexually narcissistic. I got tired of the being sexually impulsive and sexually compulsive. I got tired of people being sexually greedy, sexually materialistic, sexually masochistic. Um, I got tired of women being overly sexually trusting because the men make them that way. I got tired of people being sexually immature and being sexually codependent, being sexually dependent to the point where it's scary. I got tired of people being forced to be like A warped sense of being sexually altruistic to the point where you have to be sexually too nice if you're a woman. I got tired of this being the sexual fear mongering, the sexual psychological abuse, sexual psychological warfare, the sexual coercion, sexual coercive persuasion, the sexual confidence tricks, sexual crowd, sexual confidence tricks, the sexual crowd manipulation, the, sec, the covert sexual hypnosis, the covert sexual interrogation, the dark sexual triad, sexual demagogy, the sexual discrediting tactics, the sexual dumbing down, the sexual dark triads, the sexual bullying, sexual brainwashing, sexual, the appeal to sexual emotion, the sexual fear mongers, sexual isolation, to facilitate sexual abuse, the internet sexual manipulation, to have sexual truths, the Sexual media manipulation, the sexual mind control, the sexual mobbing, the sexual sheeples, the whispering sexual campaigns, the master sexual suppression techniques, the sexual lying, the list of illogical sexual fallacies. And I got tired of this stuff. I never watched anybody get abused. I never watched underage porn, never watched abusive porn. But a lot of the mainstream porn has these things in it. A lot of them, them do. Um, I got tired just I got tired of the fakes, the false sexual praise, the false sexual approval, the false sexual gifts, the false sexual attention, the false sexual facial expressions, the false sexual public recognition. 
I got tired of the sexual traumatic one trial learning. The unhealthy desire to please. I saw that from women when it came to mainstream porn. The addiction to earning approval or acceptance of others. I saw that when it came to the women in porn. The emotophobia, fear of expressing anger, frustration, disapproval, emotions are considered negative by society. I saw that came to women in porn, lack of assertiveness, lack of assertiveness and ability to say no. I saw that came to the women in porn, blurry sense of identity with soft personal boundaries. I saw that when it came to the women in porn, low self reliance. I saw that when it came to the women in porn, external locus of control. I saw that when it came to the women in porn. Negative reinforcement involves removing one from negative situations as reward. I saw that it came to the women in porn. Uh, partial and intimate negative reinforcement can create an effective climate of fear and doubt. Partial intimate positive reinforcement can encourage the victim to persist. I saw that it came to the women in porn. Um, here are all the things I saw when it came to the women in porn. The need, the need to advance their own purposes and personal gain at virtually any cost to others. A strong need to attain feelings of power, superiority, relationship with others, compare megalomania associated with, for example, narcissistic personality disorder, a want and need to feel in control, a desire to gain a feeling of power over others in order to raise their perception, their perception of self-esteem. Uh, furtherance of cult dynamics and recruiting or retaining followers, boredom or growing tired of one's surroundings, see manipulation as a game more than hurting others, covert agendas, criminal or otherwise, Including financial manipulation, often seen when intentionally targeting the elderly or unsuspecting, unprotected wealthy for the sole purpose of obtaining victims as financial assets. Not identifying with underlying emotions, including experience and commitment, phobia, subsequent rationalization. Offenders do not manipulate consciously, but rather try to convince themselves the invalidity of their own emotions. Lack of self-control over impulsive antisocial behavior, leading to preemptive or reactionary manipulation to maintain image. I saw women being victimized by all these things when it came to the men. Um, the and this the false sense of sexual punishment the women were victimized by that is what I also saw women being victimized in porn was conceal the concealing aggressive intentions and behaviors being affable knowing the psychological vulnerabilities of the victim to determine which tactics are likely to, are likely to be the most effective. Having a sufficient level of ruthlessness to have no qualms about causing harm to the victim if necessary. Yes, women were victimized by all these things. And there are times where I would see the elderly be mistreated in porn. Um, the elderly. The elderly can become fatigued and less capable of multitasking. When hearing a sales pitch, they're less likely to consider that it could be a con. They're prone to giving money to someone with a hard luck story. See elder abuse. So yes, I saw these things... When it came to um, a lot of mainstream porn, some people in mainstream porn have antisocial personality disorder, borderline personality disorder, conduct disorder, factitious disorder, histrionic personality disorder, narcissistic personality disorder, sociopathic personality disorder, um, sociopathy, and uh, psychopathy, too. Some of the ways they have sex, I'm like, yeah, you gotta, there's something wrong, you know, there's something with you that needs to be uh, psychologically examined and treated. And I saw women in porn being victimized by naivety or or immaturity, over-conscientiousness, low self-esteem, over-intellectualization, and emotional dependency. You see all these things, all these psychological manipulation traits show up in the sex on camera. That's paid. And that's why I stopped watching a lot of mainstream porn because of how they treated people. I'm just like, I can't. The this the uh sexual um Machiavellianism, I couldn't. The 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 lacking of sexual empathy, I I can't with that. Um that's why I stopped. And I'm not doing it no more. I saw these things. I saw basically I witnessed emotionally manipulative sex and psychologically manipulating sex. And so, and it dawned on me, all these, tra- all these traits were reinforced in organized crime world. And they did show me their version of mainstream porn back then. So go figure. Now, most people mainstream porn are of human decency 
and the sex is of human decency. But a lot of it has all these problems. And that's why I don't watch. Basically, I'm seeing emotional, sexual, unintelligence in that world. And I decided no more dark triad sexual personality traits. Okay, I had to get that out of my system. And uh, I'm good to go now. So... Oh, wait, there's more. It's okay. Basically, in that world, what I witnessed was sexual... Um, there was the good sexual cop slash bad sexual cop in a lot of mainstream porn. There's sexual indoctrination, sexual interrogation, sexual entrapment, sexual, char- sexual character assassination, adult grooming. It's It, com- it comes off sexually predatory and... Sexual smear campaigns, social sexual rejection, and uh, market sexual manipulation, and a lot of, uh, you know, sexual. um, There's a lot of negative sexual manipulation. And it feels like, it looks like they've been bribed, you know, because a lot of them get underpaid, especially black, indigenous people of color, and um, larger women and LGBTQ plus people. Um, that's what I witnessed in that world, you know. Sexual mood worsening and concealing sexual emotions, sexual inauthenticity, poor sexual emotion skills, and ugh. Ugh. Antagonistic self sexual protection. That was the men. Sense of sexual guilt, shallow sexual emotions, lack of sexual empathy, like I said, sexual aggression, intense sexual pain. Some some mainstream porn has these issues, and so that's why I am just done with the most mainstream porn. I'm done with most of it. There is some mainstream porn that's ethical, and like I said, you know, I'm cool with that, you know. Because I don't mind people being sexual as long as, you know, there's a do no harm principle. I do no sexual harm. I say I sexually live and I live. But, you know, being back to religion, I'm going to finish with religion. Um, I think it's a good step for me. Um... One of the things that I get concerned about last thing about mainstream porn and sex it has everything to do with my views on religion because my Christian grandma which you know played a major role in my respecting women so I had to bring that up because I have learned to be sensitive in how I look at people when I'm attracted to them Religion did tell me that to some extent. And the rest I figured out um, by talking to secular people about how to be attracted to somebody but not ogle them to death, you know? I was never that, but we we would have, like, um, sexual respect and sexual consent conversations, so... We, we the nonverbals are so important. The last thing I want to say about um, you know, a lot of mainstream porn is that um, the way they hold the woman's ankles while he's behind her in that position, and he'll talk a lot about her gluteus maximus, but he does nothing with the gluteus maximus. Basically the sexual one hand on you even though your type of mentality but you're holding her both her ankles with each hand as a man and her stretching too too strenuously too arduously to the point where you could cause uh, back cramps and muscle spasms because y'all are trying to be too sexually acrobatic, too sexually gymnastic, 
And y'all trying to do too 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 exhausting uh, too much exhaustion of sexual um backflips too and they'll only and the man will only do certain sexual things to get a sexual rise out of her but once she calls it out he won't do it as much or he'll do it too much there's no balance or I'll do something sexually just to get you to tell me to do something sexually I was already doing to you just now. It's weird. There's a lot of sex in porn. doesn't make sense mainstream porn. Now that I'm done with that, now you see why I had to add that in my religion views. Because all that that I saw in mainstream porn came from organized crime. And in organized crime, I was, you know... I was religious, so I was taught um, sexual purity in religion, which was contradictory because I was taught it, but it wasn't practiced by the people teaching me it. And um, I was taught... um, I was taught to be a sexual male pig from organized crime. And then high school and college, the guys tended to be um, sexually chaotic, confusing women, making them think cash was committed, committed as casual. So I was taught all those sexual things. Now I understand why this had to make sense for me to put sex in there. Um... Let's get strictly back to religion, shall we? So, um, I say for me, um, I struggled with. religion um, by reading some stories like when I was reading Genesis chapter 34 verses verse 7 Meanwhile, Jacob's sons had come in from the fields as soon as they heard what had happened. They were shocked and furious because Shechem had done an outrageous thing in Israel by sleeping with Jacob's daughter, thinking that should not be done. But why conflate sleeping with, with rape culture? Because the second verse says, When Shechem, son of Hamar, the Hivite, the ruler of the area, saw her, he took her and raped her. It's like, wait a minute. How come there wasn't an understanding of non-consensual sexual expression and consensual sexual expression? So anybody reading that in the Bible, they'll think one has to do with the other. And so is that why a lot of people in religion conflate rape with promiscuity, which they shouldn't? They shouldn't conflate sex or homosexuality. They shouldn't conflate sex with premarital sex. They shouldn't. No, they shouldn't confuse rape with premarital sex. They shouldn't conflate um, sex with fornication. I'm sorry. They shouldn't confuse rape with fornication. They shouldn't confuse rape with premarital sex. They shouldn't confuse rape for transgenderism. They shouldn't confuse rape for abortion. They shouldn't confuse rape with cohabitation, shacking up, living together, and not being married. They shouldn't confuse um, rape with casual sex. They shouldn't confuse rape with sex work. They shouldn't confuse rape with sex positivity movement and sex positive feminism. They shouldn't confuse sex for 
masturbation. They shouldn't confuse rape for pornography. They shouldn't confuse rape for erotica. They shouldn't confuse rape for the nightlife. They shouldn't confuse rape for strip clubs. Um, they shouldn't confuse rape for... Same-sex marriage? They shouldn't confuse... Rape for bathhouses and cottaging and gay beats? You know, they shouldn't confuse rape for transgender bathrooms? It's weird how they feel like these ways, you know? They shouldn't confuse... Rape for you have you're so powerful that you can change someone's biological s- gender and biological sexuality. I'm like, wow, that's sick. It's like they confuse non-consent for consent. That's just sick. And those are my other struggles with religion. Um, and then I had this other struggle with religion. Um, this is what I'm talking about. Um, in regards to Abraham and Hagar. And this is the last biblical story I'll utilize um, for the episode. Um... In Genesis chapter 16, I found, I found some disturbances, like, why would the angel of the Lord tell Hagar, go back to your mistress and submit to her? Even though Abram said, your slave is in your hands, do whatever you think is best, then Sarah Meshur to Hagar, why would you tell a woman to go back to patriarchy? Why would you tell a woman to endure misogyny? That makes no sense. And then... Why make women feel ashamed for you're not a woman because you're barren? So what's wrong with being a child-free woman? A child-free woman is still a woman. So, oh, you know, your descendants will increase. You'll be too numerous to count. And you're not pregnant. You're birth to a son. Why are you contro- Why is there biblical control of a woman's reproductive system? I don't understand. She'll name him Ishmael. How come she can't name her kid what she want to name him? For the Lord has heard of your misery. He'll be a wild donkey for man. His hand will be against everyone, everyone's hand against him. Why are you giving me bleakness and gloom and doom when it comes to motherhood? And he'll live in hostility towards all his brothers. So why are you making family chaos divine? And... Why do I have to have an unlovable offspring? I don't understand this. And the last thing about the whole story that just disturbs me is... Now, this what makes me think that maybe Abraham was a rapist. Because... Now, Sarai, Abraham's wife, had borne him no children, but she had an Egyptian slave named Hagar. See, the word slave... There's no such thing as consent when you're a slave. None. Absolutely none. So, 
he had to rape the slave because slaves have no human rights, no equal rights, no economic, social, and cultural rights, no egalitarianism, no equalitarianism, no equality of outcome, no equal opportunity, no declaration of sexual pleasure, no declaration of sexual rights because they have no right to sexual rights, they have no right to sexual pleasure, right? So slave means that Abraham raped Hagar and Sarai was, according to the Bible, Sarah, who used to be called Sarai, was Abraham's sister, but he married his sister, and his sister's his wife. Don't believe me, read Genesis 12. And so... And in so an incestuous sibling marriage means that we're upset that we don't have any nephew sons because bore no ch- bore him no children, but let's invent rape culture of a black woman. And so an incestuous couple invented black woman slave rape culture? According to the Bible. So you took the slave and gave her to her husband to be his wife. That's what Sarai, his wife, did. But if you're a slave, there is no such thing as assertiveness techniques. There is no such thing as no. So even if she said no, it's a, it's a patriarchal culture. It's also a female misogynistic culture. There's no such thing as no. So he slept with Hagar and she could see. I'm like, I don't see any enthusiastically consensual age of consent honoring language to any of that. So I think Abraham raped Hagar. I, look, it's the way it's written. I'm not being provocative, be provocative, that's what makes me doubtful of religion. My child self would not like anything I'm saying right now, which hate everything. My child self hate everything, hate everything I'm saying right now. But that is how the fuck I'm feeling. And that's how the fuck I'm going to end this fucking episode. <laughs>